If you like this podcast, check out Studio Red's amazing lineup of podcasts at StudioRedMedia.com. Welcome to QT with RG. I'm Ryan. I'm Todd. And today is a mixed grab bag of conversation. Todd, congratulations. Eight years. Eight years, baby. Cheers. Cheers. I want to go where everybody knows my name. Rome, Georgia. <laughs> so for people who don't know, what eight years are you celebrating? Eight years of sobriety. <laughs> <laughs> sobriety. Uh, people didn't know that. Uh, There's eight, a lot of listeners that are <laughs> shocked. Shocked. That, so I'm back. Yeah. Um, uh, there may be a farmer in... Illinois right now, who's thinking, what? I don't think he's shocked. Let's be honest. <laughs> what? He knows. No. I always knew. He's shocked you're sober. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> um, so I moved here from the land of Lincoln to the Peach State. Is that what Georgia is? Peach State? Yep. I've yep. never had a peach in Georgia. In You've never years. had a peach? I've had peaches, not in Georgia. Oh. Yeah, you moved from the, the land of Lincoln to the land that Lincoln's army burned to the ground. <laughs> It's very funny here in Rome, uh, where we're at. We have a tower that we used to uh, work by, the clock tower. It's very famous. Yep. Um, and it essentially was <laughs> the South version of Paul Revere's "Wanted by Sea, Two by Land." Right? Didn't they use that the clock? I, I think but so. For, there was like, a battle here. Yeah, a battle of minds. A civil and war souls. battle happened here in uh, Rome, Georgia. The next Overcomer movie. So Rome eight Georgia. years ago, <laughs> you made, I made the biggest big... decision. Biggest mistake of your life. One of the biggest blessings, as my mom would say about me. Uh, <laughs> I was a surprise. Um, I moved down here uh, eight years ago, and um, yeah, it was crazy. We didn't even have a job for me yet. You had no, asked I didn't. if I wanted to move down here and make movies with you. Yeah, and I was like, and, yes. and two weeks later, you showed up. Showed up. I'm going to be honest. When I said that to you, I really didn't think you'd say yes. <laughs> Uh, not in a bad way. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I, right. I did want you to come. You had been trying to get people. Yeah. To come I mean, I join you. Yeah. I had, I had said I had to Jeffrey Morris, one of my professors, I was like, we should make movies. I had told Ross, we should make movies. Yeah. I had told other people, like, we should make movies. Yeah. And then I tell you, and then like two weeks later, you show up, which I will say, I'm something of a trendsetter. <laughs> you're something of a trendsetter for I, sure. I'm a trendsetter. But I will say, actually, I was, um, I was. Uh, it, it and I already had a good opinion of you, yeah. anyways. I mean, from working at Summit and us doing random videos together, and and Kyle, like you yeah. and Kyle, uh, really all those guys that we were making stuff with. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it like raised my opinion of you because we were friends, but yeah. we weren't we weren't friends like we are now. And um, and I was like, wow, like that's bold yeah that's a bold move and i was like i i respected you a lot for doing that <laughs> just because a lot of people don't yeah. i mean most people won't yeah do something like that and like a brand new car that respect went down the moment yeah exactly as soon as i drove off the lot immediate <laughs> buyer's remorse immediate buyer's immediate. remorse um no we moved down here i was like oh wow they they were just yeah. trying to get rid of this car <laughs> well and, and really i had like zero skills you know, like that's the funny thing is I moved down here and I've learned over the last eight years tremendously. I would say it hadn't been until like the last 
four or five years. Days. <laughs> four or five days. Four or five hours. <laughs> really? You didn't feel like you really knew what you were doing until right before this podcast yeah, started. Yeah, the Momo is In fact, it probably will be four or five hours after the podcast. <laughs> um, no, uh, it was just really funny. I was way in over my head, but we were. it was a perfect time to, to learn. Yes, I mean, it as, was. As, I mean, no time is perfect time, but as perfect or as it could get. Every time is the per- That's right. now is always the perfect right. time. <laughs> so, and we had we were growing our skills together, getting yes. better, and so now the funny thing is we just put in a sizzle reel, and for those who don't know, a sizzle reel is uh, uh, something a, that goes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> you just take a reel and, and you just sizzle it, and um, then you flip it over and goes. Yeah, it's really bad for the environment, but we love it. <laughs> we have to eat it afterwards. <laughs> It's a path. It's I like eating no, a heart. I, I have no idea why they're called sizzle reels. If you really think about it, man, we really like frying squirrel, like yeah. frying sizzling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's just yeah. the Georgia way, I guess. Yeah, we love barbecuing. Apparently, yes. Um, Even though neither one of us ever barbecue. <laughs> I when I had the grill back at John John Ross, where I used to live, I I grilled like all the time. I you grilled did? like every day. Every day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Just about every day. Just about every day. Yeah. Now, hey, you can use my Joey, gr- if he's listening to this, he can attest it. Or Mark. Mark well, can. hey, I have a grill in my backyard. You live nearby. If you cook enough to where I can eat off of it too, you're welcome to use it I'll anytime it. you want. I will cook you my my just, famous chicken. Just tell me when it's done, and I'll just bring it into my house. Yeah, because I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not eating it with you, Yeah, but I will eat it. <laughs> you just look me straight in the eye and give it to Luggy. <laughs> Luggy just like barfs it up. He eats anything uh i just immediately like just start crying run home uh, <laughs> but uh i'm trying to think so he's my, we were making... my 85 year old neighbor by the way <laughs> he made it through world war ii yeah, yeah. and world war one so he's called lucky he's killed Nazis. his nickname's lucky <laughs> he is super lucky except for the diabetes yikes <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> everybody's luck runs out eventually so anyways, we were making a, a sizzle reel, which is you, a compilation of your video work into a yes. comprehensive fun video. Yes. Um, and it was over kind of like what we've done over the last, what, five, six years? No, yeah, not, not even that, that far like back. Three years? Three years, yeah. yeah so, it feels like five or six yeah. years, but it's actually only three years. And the quality is just so good. Like, we are at a point where we can, I mean, not to my our own horns, but eight years of work. But, I think... <laughs> I'm about to be a Louis Armstrong, I mean. <laughs> but uh, but I like to do it more Kenny G style, more smooth. No, that's not a horn, technically. Yeah, it's, it's a, a sax, jazz saxophone, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, hey, I was a band nerd. All right, so yeah. let's get these instruments right. <laughs> all right, you play drums. You have no <laughs> idea what when pipes are. Um, so, but it looked really good compared to when we first started. And we had no idea what we we're doing. We had no idea what we we're doing. I mean. I was making YouTube videos. You had just come out of college. You had right. done we th- we more stuff. We thought we knew what we yeah. were doing. That yeah. was actually the probably, I'd say the biggest thing was like how, I feel like actually as our skills have gone up, even though we were just tooting our own horns, yeah. as our skills have gone up, our humility or pride has gone down in our humility. Right. <laughs> like I feel like now I know so much more about what I don't know Yeah. than when before, when I graduated from college, I thought I was like, the yeah. next Spielberg, and yeah. people just needed to give me $10 million so I could go make a blockbuster. Yeah, exactly. When it's like you can't even make a blockbuster <laughs> with $10 million. Yeah. So it's, um, and I remember when you came, you would always be like, well, I made these YouTube videos that got mm-hmm. all these different hits, and it's like, yeah, that's cool, but like, yeah, that doesn't actually matter. And the hits were like, 
300 views. <laughs> right. And it's like mainly, yeah, your friends yeah. from Summit or, yeah. you know, and it's like those are people that are watching it because you told them to. Yeah. And it's also not a business commercial promo yeah. type thing, which is what people are paying for. Exactly. Um, so it, I do remember us both, you know, I feel like both of us had a nice learning curve yeah. of how much we don't know. Which is funny, though, if we had our skills had like been where they are now, but we still had that kind of arrogance. Not arrogance, but like I would say influencer mindset. Oh. That's like what advertising is now. If you're yeah. an influencer, you yeah. know, like if we had built up our brand and kind yeah. of had become like this. Yeah. I, I oftentimes do regret not doing the frying squirrel, yeah. continuing to do those videos. They were a lot of work. And yeah. although we were having some success, we weren't having the kind of success we wanted to. But there's definitely times where I'm like, oh, I wish we'd kept doing yeah. those. But I mean, by the time you go out and shoot one and you edit and stuff, I mean, you're, you're spending like a good like. Yeah, ten or fifteen hours a week on it. Yeah, and it's like people might seem like, well, that doesn't seem like that much, but it is when you're working full time. Yeah, and, exactly. You know. Yeah, and you're trying married to, and everything yeah, else. Exactly, and yeah, I mean, when Allie and I started dating, I mean, I was gone yeah. a lot of weekends. Yeah, I mean, know, fifteen single. hours is two yeah. days worth of work, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's it's almost two eight hour days. So yeah. you're like, okay, cool. So somehow we're gonna do that when we're already working Monday through Friday. That means then we're working Saturday, Sunday, never taking a day off. Yeah. Me and you both like our time was off. Yep. And our job is doing video. Video. So, yeah. but yes, when you first moved down, though, yeah, it was just we were going to do YouTube videos yeah. together because it was actually kind of at the sort of more beginning of that wave of like Freddie W and all those guys. Yeah. And I was like, hey, come down here. We'll make videos together. And we made a video when you came down the first time and I mentioned that to you. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, which didn't do very well, but I still love that video. It was a great, even video. if other people don't like it. Um, I think it's fun. Yeah, so it's it's crazy to see how I've moved like since living here. I've moved like four times. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You, so. you trying to get away from bill collectors or something? <laughs> yes. All just staying in the same town, just, <laughs> just moving, moving. But you do forward your mail, so yeah. <laughs> Every time cops oh. have come knocking at several of my doors. Um. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so it's 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 crazy the the ups and downs, the facts of life, you know. Yeah. How how it's just has changed in eight years. So all that to say, what do you think about horror movies now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I was curious if you. Um, so before we pass this, move on to our next mixed bag conversation topic. Um, if you could go back and tell yourself eight years ago when you were like first moved down here or maybe like you were like the week before you moved down you were like saying goodbye to friends packing up your stuff what would you say to th that Todd about like what in general anything yeah. like things to be ready for things to to do better like lessons you could teach yourself to make the last eight years easier good things bad whatever anything yeah. what would you say to yourself eight years ago um before moving down Probably like if I had just work harder, <laughs> you know, uh, be be willing to go outside your comfort zone more. Um, yeah, I mean, I I feel like I never did anything I didn't want to do, you know, and yeah. I've kind of always lived that way. Um, but I think the working like really after the trail is when like I started actually. Kind of learning how to work more. Yeah, I'm uh, still not great at, but uh, I mean, but I mean you're definitely. Yeah, I'm like, like I, a normal. <laughs> I know I know what you mean though. I mean you yeah. definitely improved. Yeah, like uh, the first big project I ever did when I came down here, 
I wanted to take a, like a two hour nap, yeah. you know, so now I would just not do that. Yeah. Um, so just kind of, I think when you wanted to film something or do something, yeah. just like being more willing to do it. And, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I wish I had the skills. If I had like the skills and mindset that I have now and I could put it back into my younger body. Yeah. And then also probably just like staying, I used to work out, just stay in that method, yeah. <laughs> method of working out. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's probably the two things. Everything yeah. else I'm pretty happy with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Good. Well, good advice. Uh, since you never listened to these, we have, you said how many v- listens? 900 listens? Yeah, almost 900. Almost yeah. 900 yeah. listens. Thank you, everyone, yep. for listening. Yeah, so. thank you for the 20 people who've listened yeah. for the to make up that difference between my 880 times of listening and then the 20 <laughs> times you guys have listened. That puts us almost at 900. Yeah, yeah. yeah. amazing. I mean, I just have it on repeat just constantly because I love hearing my own voice. Yeah. You know? I think if I were to tell myself anything, it's to stay away from you. <laughs> <laughs> He's a narcissist. <laughs> stay away. Stay away. Get out of here. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of the trends... Like, even if we had known about, like, pod- I didn't even know. if I, I wish I had known about podcasts earlier, so then we could have been recording and doing yeah. these a lot earlier sooner. and sooner. Yeah. Because a lot of people who are successful, air quotes, were doing it back in, like, yeah. 2008. Like, if we had been doing a Game of Thrones podcast back in the day uh, when it first started yeah. coming out. Yeah. Yeah. So. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we're now like all those like major topics are taken already. Yeah. So instead, people just have to listen to us talk about random Mixed stuff. Bag <laughs> Mixed bag conversations. People are like, who's Todd? I didn't know. <laughs> Why do I care about him? Uh, so um, yeah, that's uh. But anyway, since you'll since you'll never listen to this, I'll remind you. Thank you. What you're saying to yourself mm-hmm. when I listen to it. I won't acknowledge you week. once we click stop. On and it. then, <laughs> um, and then I'll tell you that you could still do those things. That's you true. Could still, yeah. But I do think that a you could always work out and be healthy. Yeah. All of us could. That's a good reminder to all of us. I mean, Ali and I, take care of your bodies, folks. We have been going on walks. Oh, that's uh, good. Nightly, which has been nice. Nice. And so trying to get away from those bill collectors again. That's. <laughs> um and then um but then i think the other one that you said was is interesting too because i think um i i've found this myself too over the last eight years where it's like we put these when it comes to hard work we put these li- these sort of limits or expectations on ourselves so we almost kind of put a box of like oh well this is my concept of hard work yeah and then you do something long enough not just one day or two days but you know something like the trail or you know six months or three months of doing a sh- certain projects or whatever and all of a sudden you realize oh i actually can work way outside of that yeah almost kind of to a certain degree going back to like exercising you know if, if three miles to you is like the farthest you could ever run and then you start running 10 miles and yeah. you're just kind of forced to yeah and then all of a sudden you realize oh i can actually run 10 miles in the same way that I used to think I could only run three miles. Exactly. And it's like always like kind of realizing that like there really aren't any limitations on us. Yeah. It's what we put on ourselves mentally. Um, and I think that's something I've also learned over the last eight years while you've been here. So, well, congratulations on thank being you. here eight years. And thank you for the invite. Hey, you're welcome. You know, and I, I, I often wonder what my life would be like if I hadn't moved down here. Amazingly better. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> horror films, savings. <laughs> horror films and scary situations, yeah, this is a perfect transition. 
of, you know, that horror moment in your life where I invited you down here and then it's been eight years of just. Of, Is this going to be the, the what if, friend? <laughs> of just intense fear and yeah. and horror. Uh, let's talk about horror films for a horror second. Horror movies. Horror movies. Uh, which uh, I always have the hardest time not saying horror movie. Yeah. Which I, is I, a completely yeah. different movie. Yeah. We're not talking about horror movies. We're talking about horror. 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 H-O-R-R-O-R. Horror. And the reason we're talking about this is we have started, we started a challenge last week. Yep. Which we need to pick up again. Yep. We, yep. we did it for it's one like working week. out. And we lost. Yeah. So we were writing something every night yeah. from Monday to Thursday yeah. night. So yeah, Monday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. And then we would read it to each yeah. other. And yep. it was it was fun. And so one of the things I wrote was a little like horror thing. Yep. I hate watching horror. I do too. I will never watch them. But I don't as either. a filmmaker, it is we used to do my friends back in Illinois, we used to do these like Halloween little uh like vignette yep. like clips. And uh it's one of the most fun things. Just to come up with something scary. It's who played the bad guy usually. Uh, it would be a mishmash of people. So oh, like okay. one was like Evan in a bag. Like he had like Kyle and Amber where like their car had broken down and uh, Evan their parents lived by like this old abandoned barn. Yeah, that le- legitimately had like cow bones and stuff. And yeah, it was super creepy. Great. So, so we he had like that. a bag on his head. Yeah, it was like a scarecrow oh, like from okay. Batman. Oh, type okay, bag. that kind of bag, not yeah. like a paper bag from like Kroger. <laughs> He's just wearing a trash bag. <laughs> yeah, it's Bag Boy. Yeah, ba- <laughs> the horror. And, he, and right before he high kills, high prices. <laughs> right before he kills him, he's like paper or plastic. <laughs> that's actually a great like. That would be a great one. That that's a great segment into horror movies. Why do we like them? Oftentimes, horror movies are an al- uh, allegory for something else. So, uh, it the clown movie, it. Is it was kind of based off of John Wayne Gacy, who was this murderer who killed boys. He was a clown, and he had like something like twenty boys underneath his house that he had killed, buried, and uh, it's very horrifying, terrible. Yes. But um, so so there's that one. What other ones? There's that one. There's a Night of the Living Dead, which was an allegory for racism. Um, and I mean, there's a well, ton. Give us some more. Yeah, it's uh, that's another uh, ones. You said someone another one earlier. Hereditary is one that's kind of based off of like you know the mother's like obsession with controlling uh, okay. her family. Silence um, of the Lambs is obviously an allegory for lambs being very yeah. loud and people wishing uh, that they'd Midsummer be quiet. Midsummer was one that came out <laughs> this 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 year and it was about the abuse of relationship. Okay. Um and, and obviously Get Out, a more recent one, is you know obviously very much parallels yeah. you know just like that like um reverse almost like racism. Get out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of The Quiet Place for a weird second. That was kind of weird. But yeah, Get Out is, uh, yeah, obviously white liberalism is th- racist uh, yeah. white liberal. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what, right? Like kind of the Obama era, like right. the whole point is if I could. The, the premise is actually like they are white people taking over the bodies of black people. Right. It's, it's messed up. Great concept. Very like Yeah, great movie. It's, Check it, it out. I, I would almost consider that more of a thriller but i guess it is a horror well i mean and that's i mean i think when you get into the horror yeah for sure yeah. more traditional horror films of like it and stuff yeah. don't really thriller but i think i think that's probably really sophisticated horror movies because yeah. we were talking about this when you mentioned it to me last week i was like i don't know if all horror movies like scream right you know like if all horror movies are really allegories i think some right. of them are like some thrasher movies are really just slasher i guess slasher movies are really just 
there for blood and guts yeah. and usually half naked women running across the screen. But the more sophisticated ones that are usually the ones that like are iconic and everybody remembers like yeah. it. Um, I could see the allegories. Yeah. And I feel like to a certain degree that's then those kinds of horror movies then are more have more in common actually with thrillers yeah. like Silence of the Lambs or Get Out yeah. than they do with slasher movies that are just about blood. And- yeah. Well, oftentimes the slasher movies are interesting because they kind of are a punishment on people who have sex and kind of the horrors, you know, like kind of the uh, this idea of like sin, you know, is is brought about by death. And it's oftentimes the virgin who kind of gets out alive or saves the day. Oh, yeah, it's like true. That. It's usually like the bad kids that get yeah, killed. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the one know, kid that's nice right, sort of exactly. survives. You know, the girl. And usually a girl. Yeah, exactly. And the, so, the nerdy, nicer girl. Yeah. yeah that's interesting, Yeah, too. and so that was the thing with- I uh, wonder if that's done on purpose. I mean, like, once again, like, I wonder- It, it is, I think, yeah. It, it's it's kind of like God's judgment type Yeah, but, like, deal. when the people sit down to write them, I wonder if it's more like- you know, we've studied story structure and, and like, kind of universal stories. You and I have a lot, and we know that, like, there's certain stuff that makes a good story that would have allegorical aspects to it or, you know, like yeah. the good guy yeah. surviving or, or you know, the renegade cop. Yeah. You know, Evil or, will be conquered. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, where it's, like, people, that's just the stories we like. Yeah. Um, and as a Christian, I feel like it's because it represents the bigger story that's yeah. happening throughout all of the human existence between God and man. But uh, I wonder if some of these, like where you're saying these like horse things, where it's like we don't, we as an audience don't want to see the uh, womanizing uh, f- quarterback on the yeah. football team who is, you know, like when we're introduced to him, he's trying to like force a girl into having sex with yeah. him. So we want to see him get his head chopped off. Yeah. Uh, so they don't then write it that way. Like how many? I wonder how much the writers, when they sit down, are thinking, "I'm trying to show the punishments of sin on all these actions, yeah. and I'm going to make sure that the virgin survived." Or if it's just like that's what makes a good slasher movie. I think they're just a bunch of virgin nerds who are just like, "I'll get back at everyone who made fun of me." Yeah, I don't fun. know. I mean, I feel uh, like that would be a gross. Yeah. You know. Uh, I mean, or a, like a uh, a broad stereotype on those writers oh yeah no i don't actually believe that but yeah but i mean that's what i'm saying i i guess i'm i think it's fascinating when there's stuff like this because i agree with what you're saying that makes sense where a lot of slashers are like that i think it's fascinating when like all these movies that people don't realize that they are writing something that all has that they all have these commonalities um yet there's still those commonalities there yeah 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 it's it's interesting there's a lot of when you see a bad horror movie, I think that's why a lot of times they become cult classics. Um, like uh, Sleepaway Camp is a famous one that they did on like how this can made, and that movie makes no sense. Like it's just absolutely insane. Like at the end, like uh, the you think like it's this little girl this whole time, but it's actually like a boy who. I mean, it's insane. The movie's crazy, and. Um, has no connection, no, you know, it's just so wild, but it's this cult classic that did terrible, but now, you know, it's so bad that it's good. 
But then you have movies like Scream, the movies that have kind of become iconic, uh, Jason, all these kind of yeah. what they originally were, the first one. Like Scream's a good example. Um, it starts out with Halle Berry. I don't know why I know these because I hate watching them, but through the years seeing them on TV right now. starts out with Halle Berry. It's a couple layers. A, Halle Berry was, you know, Halle Berry at the time. She was young. It's like, wow, she's in this movie. But she dies, like, at the beginning of this whole intro. She's on the phone with someone. And it's this guy. And it's kind of like a, ooh, back and forth. Like, oh, yeah. who is this? You know, kind of flirting and stuff. But then you find out it's the killer. And it goes horribly wrong. That's kind of like an allegory of bad boy. It sets up for the movie that the actual killer, the scream guy, is the boyfriend. And so it's just kind of like bad relationship. Yeah. Kind of. It's kind of rape, kind of, you know. Right. Where he's misleading you and the victim ultimately is the girl. And it's, it's a weird convoluted kind of Yeah, yeah. Thing. And um, I'm not getting across very well. but um, Well, I mean, in the specifics of each movie, I mean, we can obviously talk about them. I have never seen them, so I don't, I don't have much to add to it. But I guess what my thing is more like the big picture – like observation which is um i guess it's just it's interesting to me i don't think every single writer who's written those movies has sat down and said oh this is what this is an allegory for yeah just because i know enough writers yeah, and i've read definitely. enough about the industry and yeah. talk you know listen to enough podcasts to know that like a lot of people are just like a lot of people are even like anti writing stuff like that yeah like they would do everything in their power to not write an allegory yeah uh and yet they still end up writing an allegory because it's like that's what makes a good story is it has those yeah. elements in it. And well, so it's and almost it, like if, if a horror story, if a certain horror genre is going to have certain, like almost more studying it from like a kind of more of like a anthropologic or scientific kind of way of saying like, look, here's all of them kind of end up having this more virgin character be the only one that survives and basically everyone else gets what's coming to them through the bad person, yeah, through the villain. Um, it's just interesting that that all happens, even though probably some of these people aren't like trying to write that. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And it's yeah. almost, and the reason that it ends up being that way is because the ones that aren't like that, people don't like them. Yeah. You know, and I just find that like really fascinating it's from like a human really perspective that yeah. like, we're like, no, if I'm going to watch a horror story, I want to see the person who feels innocent get away. Yeah. And the people who get killed need to feel guilty somehow. Yeah. You know, and that's just like a really kind of interesting thing. Even though I'm not into those movies, it's an interesting yeah. kind of aspect. Yeah, a good movie to kind of watch that's not too scary. Like it's kind of like a a, a commentary about all these type of horror movies is uh the cabin. I think. Yeah, I saw. I did see that one. Actually. You saw that one? Yeah, and so it's kind of like that was the whole thing to kind of save the end of the world. The whole point is that it's a whole um, network of like. There has to be a virgin sacrifice in order for the world not to die. And so they have all these horror elements. You know, there's this company that kind of runs the world, and they have all these horror elements. Well, everyone was being defeated, so there's, like, this ghost in Japan that gets its, like, soul, like, you know, supposed to kill all the kids, but the kids, like, overcome it with the power of love and all that. It's kind of a comedy, kind of not. Yeah. And so then at the very end, like, all these monsters are unleashed. And so, like, you're supposed to have the virgin at the end. And she's about to make the sacrifice. And then, like, something happens. It, like, doesn't get, like, 
accepted or something. And then he's like, I thought you were a virgin. She's like, I thought you were a virgin. <laughs> you know, and then he's like, ah, and then that's, you know, the yeah. whole world just like explodes. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was a, an interesting, yeah. funny, weird look. But yeah, it's kind of like this idea of, oh, what is all these horror movies? Yeah. You know, the. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, we, we, um, I guess the point I keep trying to make and, um, uh, it's kind of like what you were saying earlier, off mic. It's one of my favorite things to say on the podcast, off mic. Which you listeners will never hear. <laughs> uh, but you are about to hear because I'm about to say it again. <laughs> um, is uh, You were talking about how like, uh, uh, and it's kind of transitioning into a little bit of a different topic, but um, that that interesting dynamic between the writer's original intent yeah. and like purpose for writing it and kind of like what their thought process was when they were writing it and then the allegories that we as the audience draw from it. Yeah. Um, and I think to a certain degree, like, both of them are somewhat true, but you were talking about like Tolkien, where people always see it as like this, like almost like biblical heaven and hell. Yeah. yeah, yeah, biblical allegory of like heaven, hell, Sauron being you know the devil and you the know. ring being sin and then throwing into the lake yeah, of fire. Yeah, and you said them. that Tolkien yeah. was like really, really against yeah. allegories, hated them, hated them, did not want Lord of the Rings to be an allegory for anything, just wanted to make a good story. Yeah. And I guess that's what I'm saying. I was like, I wonder if some of these people were like, I just wanted to make a good horror movie. Yeah. I didn't care about the allegories, but yeah. it's because the genre itself, like what is good in that genre means, to be good in that genre means that it is going to line up with allegories for that genre. Yeah. You can't make an epic like Lord of the Rings or Star Wars, you know, or some of those kind of yeah. things without showing the forces of pure evil versus the forces of pure good yeah. fighting each other and the forces of pure good overcoming, which is an allegory <laughs> for the Bible. Yeah. Whether you want it to be or not, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. And um, and to a certain degree, like that's what we would expect. We don't want to find out that Frodo is actually a huge jerk yeah. and is secretly a spy for Sarum. Well, I mean, when he was holding that ring, he became a jerk to Sam. Dude, Lord. <laughs> He's a big jerk. <laughs> Go home, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the reasons Jared didn't like it because uh, he didn't actually like C.S. Lewis's Narnia. Uh, he actually thought it was really kind of bad, and because uh, they would like argue all the time. Yeah. And Narnia is like clear as day oh, yeah. allegory. I mean, yeah. Jesus is literally Aslan. Aslan yeah, oh, you know? for sure. So uh, I think that was kind of like he's like, no, like I'm not based in you know. Yeah. It is Middle Earth. It's not these children well, and going probably. From, you if know. he came out with his books after, which I think he did, um, if everybody's like, oh, so your book is kind of like C.S. Lewis's. <laughs> and you're like, no, <laughs> yeah. it's not like his. It's not anything like his. Um, Just angrily puffing his pipe. <laughs> yeah. No. No, no, no. I was writing my book before his. I don't have any talking lions. <laughs> Just have talking dragons. <laughs> <laughs> very uh, different but but anyways i just yeah. i find that part about like as far as like getting better at our craft which yeah. is something we've talked about a lot on this podcast part of getting better at your craft i think is understanding why do people like the stories why do we like the stories we like yeah and even more importantly like like obviously just broad like why do we like stories period but then like why do we like comedy yeah. stories why do we like romantic stories why do we like heroes epic stories yeah. why do we like fictional or or non non-fictional like more like you know biopics why do we like uh horror movies mm -hmm. you know and so i think that's where it's like knowing why we like them a lot of times it's because they are they have allegorical themes 
that, that are significant with us. that resonate with yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As human beings yeah. and our human experience and the story of like the human condition and the yeah. human experience, and um, whether writers intend to write something that's to that allegory, I at this point in my life, and I might listen to this next week or eight years from now, and say oh, I was had no idea what I was talking about. But uh, at this point in my life, I really feel like all good stories of whether it, you know whether it's in that specific category genre or just overall big you know overall storytelling all of them are going to have allegorical elements yeah. if they're good yeah and if they're bad most likely they're bad because they're not like following sort of those yeah allegorical elements that yeah. we as an audience have said this is what makes it good because it connects to us on this level yeah yeah there's always going to be a sense of i think ownership over what I mean, that goes back to the creators. You know, once you make something, your intended uh, purpose of it could mean something entirely different. That you know, Night yeah. of the Living Dead could just mean zombies for a lot of people, not racism. You know, or yeah. something like that. But um, or they could have written it. I mean, I, I I'm not saying that's the case for this one, but somebody could have they could have made it not about racism yeah. in their minds right. while they're out there making it, shooting it, writing it, talking about it, you yeah. know? I mean, we, we know that, like, on a film shoot, you talk about the story constantly yeah. with yeah. everybody. Yeah. You know, you're talking to the actors, you're talking to the DP, everybody's talking about it, you're talking to the editor. And then they put it out there, and everybody's like, wow, this is really kind of a story about racism. Yeah. And they're like, what? Yeah. We weren't trying to make a story about racism, yeah. but, yeah, I guess it could be kind of a story about racism, yeah. you know. Or the complete opposite where guys like, this is about racism and no one gets it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that happens Yeah, a lot and too. I think that's probably the more interesting thing, like, as far as, like, practical steps, which is something we always try to do on this, is, like, how do we bring it back to something we can actually use in story, like, in our work and our, our own personal work and people listening can listen to their work, is um, do you set out to write specifically to an allegory like C.S. Lewis did mm. where Aslan is obviously Jesus and he's crucified on behalf of Edmund and yeah. comes back even more power, you know, it's the like, table of stone is literally broken. Yeah. 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 It's like, obviously, you know, and there's a new as a new yeah. Narnia at yeah. the end of the series. Just like, I mean, this. even at the one point he's like in your earth, I'm not known as, as you yeah. know, like, yeah, he's, yeah, exactly. He's, like, he's Jesus, Jesus in your earth. <laughs> In our see, I'm Jesus. I'm Jesus. Yeah, I'm Jesus. <laughs> and he's a lion, yeah. lion of Judah. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's like even even in the Bible, the allegories of Jesus are yeah. used in in Narnia. So, uh, or do you do Tolkien, where I don't care what he says, the reason why we like that story is because it is an allegory. Yeah. Whether he intended to write it that way or not, the reason we all like it, the reason it's good, yeah, the reason why he threw away other drafts and rewrote certain parts is because it didn't yet fit that yeah. allegory and now it did does and yeah. it is for sure a representation of the battle between good and evil yeah and i the modern modern theory would be like oh wouldn't it be so interesting if Frodo wasn't didn't break the you know throw the ring in or whatever you know that twist of of you know that kind of expectation but because it is a classic he did throw it in but it's, I mean, that's what we want. The, yeah, and I think I think there's always going to be people who are like, let's do the unexpected. Yeah, but I don't think those last. Yeah, I think. But those... I, Lord of the Rings is also really good because he ultimately was not healed once that threw in. You know, I think that 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 layer of 
a lot of times in fairy tales is he threw the ring in and he was all better. They lived yeah. happily ever after. Well, Frodo didn't, you know, like that's the kind of right. the point is he was never the same. Yeah. I think that was really cool. But yeah, anyway, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, but we would still read it and like it if right. he was better. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that one part wouldn't change it. But yes, yeah, so he he found his he did tweaks that worked. Yeah. But I do feel like there's sometimes where they're like, oh, we're going to do a horror film where the innocent virgin does die right at the beginning. And it's like, okay, well, that'd be fine if people see that you're clearly doing something different. But I bet in like 20 years, nobody's going to remember your movie. exactly. But people are going to remember the one that follows the allegory that everybody has loved since the beginning of time. Yeah. Like that's that's kind of the thing. It's like there's stories that tie into things that people from the beginning of time to the present day would all love. And you see them consistently throughout all storytelling, whether it's the Greek mythology or you see it in... I mean, the Greek mythology and Marvel superheroes are basically the same thing. Yeah. And it's like, why why do we still, as a human race, enjoy those kind of stories? Well, because they're tied to allegories that we can relate to as humans. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and they follow similar similar concepts and tropes. You yeah. Know? So, I, I, yeah, so I think the big thing is, like, do you sit down and write it like C.S. Lewis, where you're purposely trying to make it be like that? Or do you sit down and just write a good story, and then it ends up being that? Yeah just because that's how it works. Yeah. Uh, because that's what good stories are. And that's the part that I really don't know. I think that's something that I struggle with a lot, like trying to, you know, figure out which one to do. Because I feel like a lot of times if you try to sit down and write it as an allegory, it comes across really forced and cheesy. Yeah. But then C.S. Lewis made Narnia. It's yeah. a great story, despite yeah. what Tolkien might think. Yeah, I think, you know? I think there is a... Or do you realize that I mean, think about sitcoms, like, or, or, I mean, all, all, every story has been told, you know, and every idea, there's a formula to it all, like, a lot of the shows that we love are just copies of other shows that we love, and, you know, there's just, at the end of the day, you know, bread is bread, you know, there's a formula to everything in life, and so I think it's, you just have to make the best version of that formula, and so... Yeah, so maybe it's a combination of both. Yeah, it is. It is. It's if, you're if you gonna want have the allegory, but like make it a fun and interesting yeah. version of that. Yeah, thing. if you want to do the C.S. Lewis version, you have to be a good writer to begin with, exactly, and tell a great story to yeah. begin with. But then, if you know that you're specifically trying to write it to that allegory, that's fine. Write yeah. it to it. Yeah, but don't use the allegory as a crutch. Just like don't use Christian art as a crutch. <laughs> yeah, um, which I mean, perfect. The Narnia books is a perfect example of how he did not use either of those as a crutch yeah. to then tell a good story. Yeah, I mean, all that stuff is simply the the connected dots, you know, and then it's up to you to color in the in right. between the lines. So yeah. And I, you can deviate a little bit, like yeah. Frodo still has to go to the shores to the west. Exactly. And, yeah, add a little nuance to it, add yeah. interesting elements. And yeah. um, at, at the end of the day... Um, you know, it's it's kind of all the love stories that we love, like you've got mail or about time and all that stuff, like boy gets with girl, you know, like this yep. this is how it works. But adding little elements of something, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, their chemistry is very interesting. Yeah. Or about time, it's about love as a whole. Well, Sleepless in Seattle, the fact that he's like mourning his dead wife. Exactly. Sleepless in Seattle, the two main characters that end up together aren't like physically together. Yeah touching each other until the very end of that movie. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a it's a love story about two separate characters and they never really interact. Yeah. It's insane. I I it's it's a great concept, but going back and watching it I was like, wow. 
It's such an interesting, different concept. They, the, you believe the love story when they come together because you're like, oh, yeah, they've always been together. But, no, it's one lady obsessing about a guy yeah. <laughs> while this guy is navigating grief and life after his wife. Yeah. It's interesting. It's a, and that's a different concept of the kind of yeah. rom-com. Right. And it's yeah. not really from, well, maybe it's, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably still put it in that. Yeah. I mean, it's not more on the rom, less on the yeah. com. Yeah. But there's still some comedy. There's some funny moments, but yeah. the wife dying is not funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, and look, I mean, they show it after yeah. she's died. Yeah. We pick up on his story as a widower. Mm-hmm. So it definitely makes it easier to not feel the weight of that because it's kind of like, we're we're with him as he's processing it and moving on. Yeah. Versus like right after it happens. Yeah. Um, or during it. It's interesting. Well, it's a pleasure. As always, we're thank keep this you one for a little eight shorter. years. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for saying yes and coming down here. Uh, hopefully, the next eight years will be even better. Yes. Uh, and then you'll we'll have your sweet sixteen party. Get a new car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not red. <laughs> 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 well, thanks for everybody for listening. This episode's a little shorter to make up for the fact that you had to listen to us talk for almost two hours last mm-hmm. week. Film festivals. Yep, film festivals. If for some reason you're missing us after this one ends, you can just go back and pick up where you left off because we know you didn't finish that last week's episode. We have the analytics to prove it. So. <laughs> All right, well, uh, from everyone here, thank you, and we'll see you next time. Bye. This has been a Studio Red production. For more, go to studioredmedia.com.